This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. southernmost point of dawn to the lands of always winter and what is west of west and the shadows in the east this is casterly talk i'm cat knapsack and i am not alone today i told you last week i'm bringing some of the old team when we can't schedules permitting life permitting joining me today part of the show part of the family andres cabrera is back what's up ace Ooh, what is up i'm back the <laughs> hey. red viper is here you are the red i viper. took off my mandalorian helmet i picked <laughs> up my long spear yeah, I'm back on Game of Thrones. You're back where you belong. <laughs> back talking. Hey, look, yeah. it's been a blast talking Star Star Wars with you weekly as uh, part of the Collider Jedi Council team. Yes, uh, this is your first time back in Castle Talk uh, as, as this team here since you're doing that. Man, you enjoying talking Star Wars? Oh, I love on it. a weekly basis. So much fun, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously the lead up to Rise of Skywalker helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because we're revisiting the movies, the canon, the legends. Yeah. Whatever it is, I, I feel like this is the moment to be a Star Wars fan yeah. more than any other moment. It's, it's this is it. It's built up to this. Yes, it's it's built up to us. It's like five years, twenty years, and forty years plus of building up to this. And it's yes. exciting, man. It is. So that's the Star Wars world. You're doing great over there. It's been a blast. Uh, no surprise for me. I've been talking Star Wars and Game of Thrones with you for a long time now, and you bring a lot to that table, but you also bring a lot to this. Uh, we're doing a catch-up. How are you? How's your Game of Thrones fandom going? Ooh, what's, what's, uh, yeah, what's going on? You got my, st- You know what my Game of Thrones fandom is gone? It's right. gone into conversations with uh, mm-hmm. different friends of mine who I've met over the past few months mm-hmm. that have now concluded Game of Thrones or have... Because a lot of people went back right. and, and, and watched Game of Thrones that mm-hmm. missed it and then just kind of binged the whole thing in the span of a few months. Yeah. So now that they're finishing up on season eight, it's kind of funny seeing everyone's genuine reaction yeah. to season eight. And, yeah. and I don't know if, if it's my group of friends, but I've noticed that all of them have kind of been mm. unanimous yeah. in being like, oh, man, great show. But my God, man, Bran... Bran, really, dude? Bran? And everyone keeps going to me and telling me that. It's the Bran thing. It really is the Bran thing. Bran the Broken. Like, it kind of is. Like, everyone was offended by Bran being the king. (laughs) And I can't lie. I still kind of was like, yeah, I I get it, dude. Not the big win we all expected. It's not what anyone wanted. Even, I don't think, I still don't know how Bran wanted that. Um, It it, it is a kind of an interesting dichotomy of the show itself as a whole right and and i i kind of just because these are the weird nerd thoughts that go into my head at like three in the morning that's a good time it's the idea of what is the legacy of this show going to be and i've always said when we did our final episode of casterly talk for the season i've said like regardless of what happens this season the show lives on as one of the great shows yeah because of what we've gotten already whether it's two three Mm -hmm four episodes maybe that didn't work yeah, over yeah. the span of eight seasons yeah like that's pretty good man if four or three episodes you didn't like it all yeah over like dozens that you did i think that's a great point that's a that's you know the good outweighs the bad yeah however the more i talk with casual fans the more they kind of 
really counter me by saying, no, like the ending really does matter. Mm -hmm. And that ending soured me so much Mm. that I feel like it does kind of overshadow a little bit of the grade that we've gotten before. And it's an interesting conversation to have, obviously, because we're going to talk about the prequel. And now it's like, if I'm an HBO executive, if I'm mm. a head of content or development or writing or whatever it is, yeah, what is that made the show great? What is thematically, if I can get what was great about the show and make it into another show, whether it's a prequel right. or a sequel, whatever it is that you want to do with the, the content, the IP that we have already, what do I do with that? What, mm. what themes do I take out of it the most? And it seems like they're going more with the, you know what? People really like dragons. (laughs) (laughs) People love them dragons. And so I think we're going to make more dragons. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I think that's a great talking point, man. And, and this is going to probably come up a lot as the show kind of finds its place. And I'm trying to think of examples from other shows and, and it's different kind of things. Like the first one comes to mind is Seinfeld, which is not a apple to apple comparison, right? It's this great sitcom from the 90s a different era different time but it ended bad and people were upset with the ending but i don't i don't have i don't hear that conversation now but again sure. it's a different show different style but i'm just trying to think of these big shows sopranos it, sopranos is sopranos had one. one uh battlestar galactica uh is for many reasons the fourth season wasn't that great because of and a lot of it not to do with ronald d moore and his team but just like they ran out of money the network was going to cancel them they got all the second life with the show and i think now there's still those conversations of Battlestar's great. Well, I mean, except for last season. Mm. But, but oh, God, you got to see it to the people who haven't seen it yet. And, and, yes, people, you should see it. I love Battlestar Galactica, the redo. I also love the original, which isn't that great. But Lauren Green, he's great. Um, but you know what I mean? Where So I wonder if right now, if we're still too close, if it's still too powerful. Let's talk with our friend PJ Campbell. You know PJ? Yeah, of course. Uh, he just went – he did this thing with what yeah. you described. Uh, hadn't seen it. Hadn't seen an episode. Boom. Got through it. And he came to a little different spot. He was like, I actually, I have some issues with eight, but I actually really like season eight. I felt the ending was great. Um, but, you know, he had some things. And so I'm wondering if if eh, I had some things just will always be there and, and people crawl over that to get mm-hmm. to. But oh, overall, the legacy, it's going to be a legacy show regardless in some ways. Sure. But I know what you're, you're it's a great question. What you're saying is, yeah, will those fires burn down? Yeah. And it's interesting for me because I've always looked at the show as the perfect progression of what it can be, right? Mm-hmm. Of the mm-hmm. promise of what it can be, right? Because yeah. in the first season, we hear about the dragons. They're a mystery. Right, They're almost right, like right. this iconic, mystical creature that no one's ever going to see again. And it's yeah. this idea of like, well, maybe we will see them again. And it's like, oh, we are going to see them again. And then we're going to get these like, oh, you know, back in, we hear about Robert and my yeah, battles yeah. and my battles were amazing and they were crazy. And then everyone was flying and killing each other. And it's like, yeah. Are we going to see that? And yes, we do. And yes, we do see dragons. And yes, we eventually it's the progression of what we can get from conversations to the actual real thing, which is what we get in season six. Yeah, right, right, right. So answers it is. And it's one of those ideas of like, if I want to give a qualitative number score or or grade or or critical consensus, it's difficult because each season gave us something different. And I still I can still argue Mm. That the conversation episodes, yeah, season one, season two, right, right, can be just as good as Battle of the Bastards, hundred percent. But at the 100%. same time, I can still say, and I said to you, especially the Long Night episode, mm-hmm. where I, I had genuine 
I don't want to say shouting arguments, but almost borderline shouting arguments with roommates of mine and yeah, friends yeah. of mine about how that's just as much art right, right. as the conversations, conversations that Littlefinger had with Varys right, and right, it's right. equal artistic merit. And everyone's like, this is art because it's great dialogue <laughs> written. And I'm like, that's just as much art too. Yeah. Direction, extras, yeah. choreography. That's art too, man. And I kept yeah. arguing with people about all this kind of conversations, but it's an interesting conversation to have of yeah. what makes Game of Thrones Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad you get in those uh, arguments. Uh, have you done a meaning of episode of Game of Thrones? I haven't. And it's funny because RB3 has never seen a single episode. Oh, RB3. And it's one of those things where every time every time RB3 brings it up, he's like, hey, man, you want to do me? Uh, one of these days we got to do meaning of Game of Thrones when yeah. I'm not there. <laughs> he's like, when I'm out of town, you can do meaning of Game of Thrones. Uh, that's literally what he says to me every time. And I'm like, yeah, I would love his insight. Yeah. You know, that's hard. You can't shove eight seasons down someone's throat if they don't want it. But uh, it, it is. Yeah. He's so intelligent and brings, uh, you know, just various perspectives. And it's funny because he's not into. Uh, well, he kind of is. I, I can't like speak for him. No, I'm saying like medieval stuff. Um, but he likes Lord of the Rings and yeah, The Hobbit, so okay. I, I might be wrong. I'm going to corner him the next time yeah. I see him. Yeah. I have some yeah. questions for him. No, I just think you 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 raise these great questions. Why well, I love having you on the show. But yeah, it, it, I, I don't. And the nice thing is, is I don't think the nice thing to maybe realize is I don't think we have those big answers yet. We don't have to, but everyone has formed their opinions, as you're saying, yes. friends, uh, conversations. To the point that I still yeah. feel like. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people can make dozens of arguments and what's the Hollywood world like, but the Hollywood world is very much turn of the wind, kind of wherever the wave is going, wherever the wind is blowing. Yeah. D&D. And I know I call him D&D, but um, everyone is like, who's (laughs) D&D? David Benioff. Yeah, Dan and David. Dan and Dave. Uh, I kind of feel like part of the reason they did get let go was kind of the last season of of Game of Thrones. And I kind of feel like, some of the gigs that they may have gotten, Netflix mm-hmm. not included, mm-hmm. because I think they had other gigs lined up. Yeah, yeah, might have fallen through and dissipated because of the last season of Game of Thrones. It's it's very, and it's the yeah. irony because at the Emmys, I don't know if you saw the Emmys this yeah, last yeah. year, they gave like the standing ovation and right, it's right. like all the cast the came cast out. Came yeah, out. So, uh, Game of Thrones won. Uh, what is it? Best drama. Yeah, it, it was like this big like D and D gave us the greatest show of all time, and it's funny because now yeah. they're losing jobs off that. I I, I wonder too. I, I think it could factor in. We'll never really know. But Kathleen Kennedy, if you're if you got a list of things, they just signed a Netflix deal. They're not going to concentrate on Star Wars. Um, ah, that last season created we, we Star Wars has enough problems going on right now, you know, and I, you know, you and I both love it, but uh, public perception sometimes might win the day as uh, sadly. And I wonder, yeah, it's same, same with Trevorrow. I don't think book of Henry had anything to do with it, but I think it might've been the final straw. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, we got all these things going and then this happens. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. It, it's, it's, and you, you, I think you're very right. The winds of change sweep through Hollywood a yes. lot. Yes. It's 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 fair. It's, I always, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for you like, lately? They they forgot about the sixty point game you have like two yes. weeks ago. Yes, and they talk about the you know eight of twenty two yeah. shooting that you had, and it was terrible. And it's like look, basketball look at, references for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I always make the sports, but it's yeah. like to me, um, a coach who comes in and and big win, big win, been one losing season fired, and it's just the way yeah. the business. But it happens. Uh, and look, without giving spoilers away to our international. Uh, uh, friends here listening mandalorian has come in it's done a great job you and i are loving the show for the most part 
Um, but it has some questions of where are we going with this? What's this? And I wonder too, once we get those answers, do those answers make people think, well, I don't now the show's lost me or something like that. And yeah. that's always a danger. Yeah. Every show's got a, every show's got a, you know, will they, won't they? And then they get together and they're like, oh, well, sure. now the fire's out of the story. And, and, and part of the conversation is a bigger conversation as a whole. And I'll end it here mm-hmm. because I don't want to go on forever, mm-hmm. um, is the idea of, and, and I know a lot of people hate this mm-hmm. idea, but it really is there. A part of the integral part of what made Game of Thrones Game of Thrones is the female characters. Yeah. And the treatment of the female characters that D&D did towards the beginning, towards the end of the episode Right. was kind of a topic of conversation. And it's a yeah. it's a very delicate topic because, again, I'm a dude, you're a dude. Yeah. So it's difficult for me to speak on it because, again, I don't know. Sure. Um, and it, I tried to bring it up to Rachel last time mm-hmm. we were on all together, um, you know, lightly mm-hmm. because it was, you know, it hasn't been talked about as much as it is now where there's right. videos on it, articles on it, dozens of articles right. written by female writers and critics talking about, you know, what began and what is a female character? What is, mm-hmm, what does mm-hmm. that female character mean? What is the, the cliche of strong female character? Yeah, yeah. And we get that with Sansa, with Daenerys, with Cersei, with, uh, you know, Arya, all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And and I feel like part of that kind of got jumbled in my opinion, mm, yeah. um, where I still feel like the worst writing in the entire span of the eight seasons is the little finger moment. I right, thought right, that right, was right. ridiculous and silly and a kind of a fake feminist moment right right if, if i can call it that is like women empowerment and i i, I even yeah. imagine the writing within itself and i was thinking about this last night because i knew it was coming on yeah of like D writing like aria and sansa stand emotionless as they tall little thing <laughs> baelish your sins yeah. are in front of you lord baelish you stand accused lord baelish and, and the writing is so bad in my head right right that i'm just like that's silly yeah in yeah. so many ways that i feel like it was like this forced fake feminist moment right that didn't feel didn't real for, for you at all whatsoever. Uh-huh. And I almost feel like at first a, a couple of the female writers might've countered me and said, no, this makes sense, blah, blah, blah. But by season eight, right. now they're all like, you're right. That was kind of a force. Yeah. A lot of that came back. You know, I, female moment. Game of Thrones is interesting because the development of it and the creation of it goes back to back 10 years now, right? Mm-hmm. 10 years plus really the whole timeline of it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And a lot has changed. Mm. A lot has changed what a lot of audiences accept Mm. and what they expect. And I sometimes, I really do feel Dan and David's biggest sin might've been um, an isolated tone deafness to a lot of the things that changed because they were on the course and staying the course. And this is the story we're telling and which might have led to those bigger moments uh, look what the, when they pitched Confederate, <laughs> you know, uh, and and how how bad that went. And and there's some people in my lives creatively who are consistently not ill will uh, people, not nefarious, not evil, uh, not bad intentioned, but they're very very tone deaf, and they don't change, and they don't adjust, and they're not outside. It doesn't mean you're changing who you are as a person, but just like how you phrase things and how because the you know. Things have changed for, for, for the better. Uh, it's tougher, but it's it's for the better. And and going back to 2009 and 10, I think a lot of things that came later were would have been not necessarily glossed over. Like no one would have been like, "Hey, I'm feeling a, I'm a female fan. I don't have, I have a problem with this thing." But just like, well, that's how it is. And I think the show really comes out of this weird era. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Where suddenly. 
you know, Masande's death in season one might have been like, oh, yeah. where now it was like a talking point and a good yeah. talking point and an important talking point. And, and I just wonder if that is the biggest sin of Dan and David. Sure, sure. I, I, yeah. I agree. A part of it is good intentions and, right. and and kind of poor decision making because I do feel like a lot of it comes from what an, what their idea was of certain characters yeah. and what could be. And, and, and then realizing that definitions can be much more of a spectrum and mm-hmm. they can change yeah, who yeah. a character can be. And I think that's Danny in a whole, right? I mean, this sure, whole yeah. thing can just be us talking about Danny, yeah, and the way they handled Danny, and how she can be so much more than just, right. you know, strong, independent woman. And it's like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. you know, show me what that means. And yeah, they kind of tried, and then kind of fast forwarded. I still feel like they fast forwarded the ending where they were just like, sure, yeah. yeah, and then it just goes to the end where she burns everything down. And I'm like, yes, I knew we were going to get there. Right, right. But can we take a couple steps back and, and, and kind of slow things down a little bit? Yeah. And I think so. that's very fair as much as I, I love it. And I, and I always, I always preach, but I preach to those, like the lessons of Danny that you felt or the inspirations you took early on yeah. aren't, aren't erased. Yeah. Uh, and don't let them be erased from your heart. If, if, you know, for those who I think a lot of people, might have been like, hey, this was my this was my gal, and this is what happened, and they're upset. Just like, hey, that's the story. Art is supposed to be comfortable, but like, it doesn't erase it. Yeah, it's still there, and I hope they still tag it. Just like you know, uh, I I know you know Oberon what Oberon means to you. The lessons are still there. The moments are still there. Eh, the death yeah. broke your heart. You know, and yeah. it's like so. Anyway, I, I I'm not an expert on that. And you're right. Some of it I don't feel I'm qualified to speak on. But sure. like the show season eight, just it's going to continue to spawn those questions. Yeah. Which will not soil its legacy. It will just it's it's going to it's going to come to uh, we'll we'll get to another point with that. It's fascinating because this and again I'll end on this. I'm sorry. Um, Don't the apologize. idea of antihero and mm-hmm. complex characters, mm-hmm. flawed characters. This whole thing that's coming, especially in this 2000s era, and mm-hmm. even more into the 2010s era of conversations that I've had with RB3 on the meaning of because we did the top ten of the decade, the top ten movies right. of the decade. And and I asked RB3 and my and my other friend Sabrina, who also did it, what defines the decade, and they each gave me their own response. RB3 said it's this meta-ness that has really mm. consumed the art, and it's true. And I said it's this kind of almost this weird, pessimistic ideology of the way we view protagonists, where in the past mm. we wanted a hero. Yes, now in the yes. present, we kind of want someone that sometimes we feel superior towards. Mm-hmm. We feel like we're better than the, the person hero. we're following. Yeah. And it's almost like that's an interesting conversation to have. Like we're kind of losing the hero arc. Mm-hmm. Where now if a character like Ray, yeah. for example, who's inherently good, inherently right. wants to do the right thing, we're kind of bitter towards that. It does do the right thing. Does yeah. do the right thing. We're kind of like, oh, I don't like her because yeah. she's better than me. And it's like, well, that's a good thing. We want... I don't know yeah. what happened to the hero. <laughs> it, but, but that's no, it's a yeah. damn good question. And you know where I'll start uh, to continue this point? I'll look to pro wrestling. And pro wrestling has got a super great track record on a lot of great social issues. But but the the bad guy versus the good guy was yeah. what drove it for 50 years plus. Yeah. And it would, it's what drove it to the heights of everything. Heel and face, yeah. Heel and face. And Hulk Hogan is the good guy, the good guy. Now let's take the real world out of what who Hogan or Terry Boyer might be and whatever. Let's take all that out just sto- on story wise. The great American hero. And also in the mid 90s, people were like, F that guy. Yeah. F that guy. Boo that guy. And then uh, The Rock comes along. The Rock's like, hi, I'm Rocky Maivia. I'm a good guy. I do good things. They're like, boo that guy. 
Yeah. Ooh, we like Stone Cold Steve Austin just drank and flipped us off. And and I'm intrigued by those characters, too, because I think Game of Thrones presents that. But I don't think Game of Thrones, especially in the beginning, Jamie Lannister's the bad guy. Suddenly you're like, oh, but he has some points. And maybe Robert might be a little wrong. And Ned might have been wrong. And then it's interesting. But I think it gets boiled down to what you're saying where someone is the hero. Jon Snow's a hero. Sure. And I, I know people who are like, God, he's so boring. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, we, uh, okay. And I, I, I don't, I don't have your answer, Ace. But I think where, where is our heroes? It, it's a, is it's a great. A, question. It's a fascinating conversation, and, and it's something that I've been having these past few days, kind of really contemplating yeah. movies. And I don't know, it's just some of my favorite movies this year, and and what people liked and didn't like. Mm-hmm. Like I loved a movie like Captain Marvel that people just you know really didn't like. Right, right. Uh, some people called it the worst of the MCU. I loved a movie like Alita: Battle Angel, which is mm-hmm. literally about a child being born into this corrupt world yeah. and kind of what she's getting out of it. But she's so inherently righteous yeah. uh, that that's part of her charm is that her innocence and her righteousness kind of gets us there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting conversation to have. No, that's but, great. But, Game of, yeah. but Game of Thrones really plays with that's what drew a lot of people into. Yeah. And so by the mid nineties, we're going for the antihero again, which, you know, seventies probably, you know, you know, cinema more than I do, but yeah. the seventies, early seventies, antihero stuff kind of probably. And, and Lucas comes in with, and gives you Luke Skywalker. That's part of what it was. Yeah. And it's like, nah, here's that's the part of what made Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars was the fact that he, here's his, some bright hope in the sun. His in the sunny galaxy was yeah. more of a positive. Outlook. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just wonder if people can't feel, it does it can going back to wrestling everyone wants if you're a wrestler you want to be the bad guy because it's more quote fun to play right mm-hmm. the baby face is boring you just go out you, you kiss babies and you shake hands and you high yeah. five and you smile yeah. um it's tough to find uh, the 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 center of that and i think daisy ridley has found a great yeah great like I, the example of ray is great but then the example of john snow pops up back to my head where i think he does have flaws he does make mistakes he breaks his vows but he does but it it's all done for the driving point of, of the light side. And, and sometimes people would over look that where I think interesting enough, interestingly enough, Danny is all good, all good. But you go back, she's burning people down. She's doing oh, no. things. And I, I mean, think you people were tell me, yeah, but and, <laughs> I was and, off the Danny train like season four. Yeah, I know you were, you were very, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so people started, you know, rooting yeah. for her almost in a way. I was rooting for Jamie in that battle. Against yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great, it's that a great battle point. When, uh, what was it? Bat- the, the when train? he's, when he's going down, the the train, train, one, I yeah. was like, oh, shoot, it, shoot the dragon down, Braun. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I love, I love, and, and maybe to me, that's part of the, of the legacy of Game of Thrones is the conversations and uh, thoughts. It starts. Yeah. Of, and, of and, and again, this is coming from someone who's a Tywin fan and a Littlefinger fan, especially Littlefinger, because Tywin yeah. to me, yeah. you know, he's much more like, this is my kingdom. So I'm interesting. Rule. But Littlefinger's different because he's a politician. Yeah. yeah. So he's much more like, I genuinely want mm-hmm. something that I, I, that's genuinely kind of good. Yeah. But I, I want to be at the top of it. Yeah. Whereas Tywin is much more like, I just want to be at the top of it. Doesn't matter if it's good or not. Right. Whereas Littlefinger, there's a tiny bit of like this. Like he's not necessarily Ramsey Bolton where he just wants to watch the world burn, but he's much more of the guy who's like, I want to build a world, but I just want to be at the top. of it. Yeah. So it's a very interesting conversation. Look, the mirror gets shown, uh, gets reflected to right back at you and I for our love of time when my love of Stannis and all this kind of things. Oh, I love Stannis. You know, uh, though Stannis to me, I'm like, hey, he's a good guy gone bad. Good guy burned by the world so he kind of makes bad decisions but but anyways we could go on and yeah, on circles about it and, and i kind of want to get to you yeah uh, what do you think of of 
first of all, them green lighting this prequel. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it has a title yet. I mean, they have they call it the House of the Dragon. Yeah. On the Game of Thrones Twitter account. Yeah, yeah I think that's now official. House right? of Dragon or House of the Dragons. Yeah. Um, versus what they were kind of already in production with, right? I believe they were I mean, starting production. Shot the pilot. They shot the pilot. Shot the of, pilot. Uh, was it the, the Blood Age Moon, of Heroes? Yeah, Blood, Age of Heroes, Blood Moon, right? Yeah, yeah. Roughly. I don't know if that ever goes official. Yeah, we've been talking about it here, yeah, so I'm definitely going to ping pong, ping pong it back to you right now. But but I I feel a great loss for not, as a fan who's, who's so wrapped up in this world, Yeah that I won't get more explanations on the age of heroes from Jane Goldman, but also George R. R. Martin's involvement. Yes. That could come somewhere else. It could come in the book, but it's so vague, almost on purpose by Martin and all his other materials. Yeah, this happened. It might've been a legend, might've been real. And I was like, Oh, we're going to get that. Um, I think, and I've heard some whispers. I have, I don't have game of Thrones insight. Like I do star Wars insight and some of, some of the stuff I do. I'm also an outsider as well over in star Wars, but um, I've heard some of the, potential issues with the problem uh, with the, with the pilot and some of the problematic issues that might've emerged from the show. That's all real world stuff. But as a fan to your question, I am disappointed. We're not going to get those answers. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited because I love fire and blood. I'm excited. For say, cause, Cause it's one of those things where I liked the more I was thinking about it, the more I was like, I kind of liked both ideas. Oh, absolutely. I was like, I like both of these. It, you yeah. know, it's hard for me to pick one. Um, frozen yogurt and ice cream both exist and i'll have them together yeah, you know it's okay yeah <laughs> and and you can put all the toppings you want yeah um it's one of those things though where now that that's not happening which is kind of mm-hmm. disappointing i have this idea of what is house of the dragons gonna be is yeah. it gonna be uh i mean I, i'm sure conquest is it gonna be yeah. just Aegon's conquest will it be the history of valeria will we see valeria Will we right. see the doom? We'll start there. Will we, or or will we just see Aegon and Dragonstone? I think because again timelines, right timelines. You could do a flashback, but I was going to say, are we going to see the like doom's a hundred? Yeah, type thing? the doom's a hundred years before the conquest, right? Uh, they were and they were over before. Uh, yes. So the Targaryens come in. They're sitting over a hundred years on Dragonstone. That's what I'm saying. I think you could start a uh, 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 Lord of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Rings prologue. Yeah, um, would be interesting. <laughs> um, but I, I still, and Rachel and I are not done discussing it. Get you on those conversations too of having read Fire and Blood and loving Fire and Blood. I think later on in the story is much more interesting. Um, yeah. Do I need to jump right into the Dance of the Dragons? Not necessarily. And sure. we're talking with. We're but go- you do want to see the conquest though, right? I got to be honest with you. I could do without. I want to yeah. see it. But okay. I've seen it enough. The animated uh, 45 minute it's history, great. lore and history thing, which again, you're not seeing it. You're not actually seeing it. So would I want to see it? Yes. Um, but because I'm so familiar with it as a student of the of, of history in Westeros, of uh, just like, oh, yeah, I know what happens enough. I think I want to see more things play out that are happen later. I see. If that more makes sense. of the commencement of King's Landing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That kind of Meg or the Cruel and all this. Kind of, and, King's Guard. Yeah. And the formation of the yeah. things we now now know. Where I'm like, I already got an, a good handle on it. Sure. Um, Rather than the epic battles or, or just dragons burning everyone down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do I need to do it? Because I, that's kind of what happens in Aegon's. It does. Oh, and then Dorn says, eh, not today. <laughs> that That's the one thing I was going to counter with yeah. you. I only want to see it because mm-hmm. of Dorn. 
Because yeah. I feel like I still feel like I'm one of those people who are like Dorian got kind of shaded in yeah. the, in the season right, right, of yeah. Game of Thrones, especially season five. Can we yeah. get a Dorn redemption? <laughs> the, with, the, the redemption of Dorn, yeah. Uh, with this Aegon's conquest, because we always hear about Dorn, 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 and then right. when we finally saw Dorn in the show, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah, can we get a, a redemption where we do see Homegirl? I forget her name, Lady. Uh, the oh yeah, God, now I'm drawing a blank too. Uh, Rachel, the Dornish the, lady, the queen, the, the um, old, the old uh, bald blind yeah, uh, queen who that kind of just stood her nope. ground and was like unbowed, unbent, unbroken. Old Mexican lady. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're we're not doing <laughs> this today. I don't mess around with nobody. <laughs> we're not doing this today. <laughs> I just made yeah. up that she's Mexican. No, yeah, she's yeah. Dornish, but yeah, the, the, her kind of holding her yep. ground against this epic totally. dragon princess who's yeah. like threatening her. Um, yeah, and it's it. it's that idea of of Dorne being the most badass area of the entire Seven Kingdoms. Can we see that, please? That's the one thing I do want to see. Yeah. Everything else to me is like you know, a homeboy. The kid yeah. takes a ride on the dragon. I forget his name too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All uh, that stuff up is the veil, yeah. Interesting, but I, I get it. Yeah. For the most part, it ends the same way, mm-hmm. bending the knee towards Aegon as right. the true ruler of all Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. So. Yeah, and except Dorn, which except is why Dorn. I want to see Dorn. But if we pick it up a little bit later, um, and there's all through it, there's some really great stuff, yes. you know that 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 could make great television when you're just thinking about it, especially now, you know, with Miguel Sapochnik involved, and 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 I think so. I have faith that the show is going to really live in the same world as the show. Yes, um, but do you feel like they chose spectacle over? Yes. Writing. Okay. Yes. Because they pill, they picked a director like Miguel. Yeah. He's directed the most spectacular episodes we've ever seen. I, I think so. On I, TV, in my opinion. And, and we know it's not not to be boiled down that simple, but to your point, I, I think, yes. I think at some point they were like, well, we got this pilot uh, in a weird time, uh, 5,000 years. Not a lot of people before, know about Not a lot of people know. Versus people know dragons. Might have been some things that uh, – and, and – and, I think, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not in those meetings, but uh, um, which I, I want to get a T-shirt of my I always say that. But I don't think HBO, HBO executives, are, I think, are a little wiser, a little smarter, a little. Sure. That's why the network's been historically done so well. Right. Sure. Um, but I don't think they're as simple as, hey, where are the dragons? But I think you've got to look around and be like, what does this Age of Heroes show give us? Yeah. Flatlands, no castles, children of the forest, maybe. It's more magic. Cool. Where are the dragons? Well, the dragons don't come for another another three hundred years or three thousand years. Oh, cool. Can we zip to that part? Yeah, because yeah. people like that stuff. It's an interesting. You can't com- deny that. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation to have because it it once again goes to the idea of what sells and what makes, but not mm-hmm. not just what sells because I feel like you're right. HBO is smarter than that. They they mm-hmm. make shows that don't necessarily go for the product first. Yeah, they usually go for story first. Where right. it's you know, some of the best shows of the year have been HBO shows, whether it's right. Chernobyl, whether it's Barry, uh-huh. whether it's Euphoria, whether uh, it's uh, Watchmen. Are going uh, right now, I right? mean, I was going to say Watchmen at the end, because to me, Watchmen is a perfect example of taking. I, I don't know. Are you caught? I, up have, on not, I have not watched yet. I, I'm familiar with the, I'm, the, I'm the telling you, graphic Ken, novel. And everything, I've but. never seen. I, I'm almost at a point now where mm-hmm. I haven't seen the two final episodes. There's two more left. Right, right. If those two episodes give me anything close to what I've seen before, I'm ready to call this one of the best shows I've ever seen. Ever seen, and, right. and one of the best shows I've ever seen adapted from an IP right. taken from either a comic, a book, or anything mm. that expands the universe in a way that I 
they like I told you on on, Je- on Jedi mm-hmm. Council, it's the idea of, of not treating fans like babies, right? Not right. treating fans like where's the the car at? Where's Doctor Manhattan smiting people? And yeah, where's the cool action scene? And it's like, guys, mm-hmm. we'll get there. Let me right. take you on this adventure of this imagination mm-hmm. of what can happen mm-hmm. uh, if Watchmen took place in real life. Right. What happens in 2019? And right. it, that just blew my mind in a way that I didn't expect. Because I'm not the biggest Watchmen guy, but I'm, right. I've seen movie. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I'm a Zack Snyder fan. Um, yeah. But it's that idea of HBO doesn't want to do it that way with Game of Thrones because they said Game of Thrones is different. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is so big yeah. that I want to take the parts of Game of Thrones that people talked about the most yeah. and make that into a show. And what was that? Dragons. Dragons. So it's battles. it's one of those things where they're just like, you know what? Dragons, F it. We're going to make a dragon show. Yeah. And, and, and I th- again, you know, we know as fans in conversations you're having with your friends, like like the, the Robert and Cersei conversation is, is what's our whistle a little bit more. Just I'm with you. I, I, I remember watching The Long Night and I was telling some of this uh, off, can- off mic the other day. I'm watching the battle. I'm watching the Dothraki and Jorah and Ghost charge into battle and flames of, of trebuchet uh, shots going over the head. And I, 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 the first moment I was with Grace watching it, I was like, I cannot believe I'm seeing this on TV. Yeah. Blown away by it. So great. Um, and, and, and it's just as powerful to me as, as Robert and Cersei talk about their marriage. Um, I don't I, I don't think they're going to abandon that. I know you're not suggesting they're abandoning that. But I think I wonder if the show turned into the general perception is bigger, better, bolder. Give me some dragons burning More things insane. down and, and, yeah. and the people I want to win, you know. Yes. So yes. House of the Dragons going to have a lot of that intrigue, going to have a lot of the politics, but sure. it's going to need to have the big flames. And, and every time you, you see a pop culture moment that references mm. Game of Thrones, or if you see a, a, a casual fan who watched Game of Thrones recommend Game of Thrones to another casual fan, right. it's interesting because every time they're like, dude, what's Game of Thrones? And yeah. They're like, man, it's dragons, bro. It's yes. just dragons, man. It's, like, it's really cool. It's dragons. It's the dragon And that's show. all you have to say yeah. to get someone to watch the show. Right. So or I, not I, watch it. Or, or people to not. Sure. I don't really like dragons. But, but. but it's one of those things where it's, it's funny yeah. because that's the high recommendation I can give to, like, a the, 15-year-old. The hive recommendation, is that what you said? I love that term. Yeah. Or that I can give to mind. a 15-year-old yeah. to get them to watch the show. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Someone who doesn't know what Game of Thrones oh, is. Yeah. I can just be like, yo, dragons, bro. And he's like, really? Dragons? Cool. I'll watch. Swords, sandals, and, yeah. magic, and dragons. And it's one of those things where it's funny how HBO took that kind of Mm-hmm. call it like a poll an yeah. audience poll it, it almost in, in in a in a in a scientific like polled data yeah, yeah. kind of way and said what are the things one two three that come to your mind when you think of game of thrones and yeah. most people said go, dragons go to star wars again go to star wars again i am fascinated with bob Iger, his mistakes and his successes and i love that book uh, that he that he wrote or Dictated to someone probably more likely. Yeah, I was going to say, um, his writers wrote. But talking that line I've mentioned before uh, here and other places, but talking about ac- the acquisition, talking about George being pissed off, but there's that little line of we looked at what we got and we looked at the most recent movies and we looked at the reviews. So it wasn't just the box office take because that's going to be good. You look at the prequels, this and that. It wasn't just the core Star Wars fans like you and I. You're a prequel baby. I always joke, but you are. You grow. That's your Star Wars yes. entry point. Uh, me, I took a long journey to get to the point where I'm like, man, I love what George did in those. Uh, not uh, not a lot how it looked, but but like not a lot of things that were said, but what he put into those movies. 
Disney did look at that, but they also looked at what didn't work. And so when they reboot it, what did they do? They cut out a lot of the politics and the world building. The big, the, 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 the large picture stuff is there, but like the little things, which created questions. I still, to this day, get, I don't, I don't understand. What's the first order? Uh, where's the rebels? What's the resistance? And some of that was not established good in, in Force Awakens, I, I have to admit. But it's almost like they're just doing what you described. What's Star Wars? It's uh, X-Wings, it's TIE Fighters, and it's blowing up a big Death Star and some lightsabers. Yep. Great. And, and look, we're simplifying it by far. But J.J. has talked about that now. He's been very open in the in the rise to Skywalker Press of, I had to do some things in Episode 7. I don't have to do those anymore. And I wonder if House of the Dragon is HBO going, just what you said, magic, dragons, Targaryens, sexy Targaryens, <laughs> incest. Now, I don't know. We'll see if that I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. It's literally all over the dump that back Targaryens. Because <laughs> one thing's like uh, graphic sex dropped a lot in Game of Thrones towards the end. That's a good point. Uh, it went from uh, anal fisting uh, sex position scene in season one, episode six or seven, to you know not a lot of it as present. Still, some things there. Still, uh, probably some ill-conceived use of uh, use of rape and everything like that. But like hundred. It changed. It's a fascinating conversation to yeah. be had. And, and this is, again, me going into my weird mind, thinking about what is uh, uh, female power. And sure, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, I can go on Twitter yeah. and, and, and I could see a, a critic from some sort of outlet say, mm-hmm. I'm offended by that sex scene because it's all about the yeah. body of a woman and the man right, right. with the male gaze. And then I can see another tweet that says yeah get it girl right 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 yeah, uh, yeah, yeah sexy yeah. time i hundred percent get your dude and it's like what i don't know <laughs> might as well just not do it yeah yeah no i <laughs> you know I, what yeah. i might as well cut the sex scenes because i don't okay, know how yeah. to do this no I'm, so, I'm a dude <laughs> and you have to and you have to you have to validate uh, and support both views a lot sure, right it's sure. a weird thing it's yeah. a it's it's an interesting in this day and age everyone yeah. has a voice everyone has a say and everyone's expectations are where i think they should be you should yeah. you should expect a lot from these properties now sure. um yeah and I, I sometimes and i know i'm not a big i don't go on twitter with all my opinions you know I just, oh i do <laughs> well but i to me i'm just yeah. like go to my podcast but like um, I sometimes I am like, wow, which path do you choose? The person who's saying what you said, the first one of just like, uh, here we go. Game of Thrones using yeah. sex again. And the other one going, man, this is a really empowering scene yeah. for me. Uh, the, the, the journey of Brienne was, a, was a one where a lot of people were brokenhearted and offended. And a lot of people were like, yeah, absolutely. I'm so, this is my story. And, and, and both are valid. Yes. Both are valid. And that's boils down. To dragons. What is that? The need man. for dragons. That's what we need. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Quick break. Uh, I love getting deep in the ace. This is why uh, we bring you around these, man. Do not apologize for your mind because it's a great mind. Uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk some of the what ifs that I've been answering by myself uh, in, in this uh, studio. Uh, ace is here to talk about that and another call following up some stuff. It's Casterly Talk. Oh, yeah. Stick around. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back here at Castle Talk. It's Kadnapsuk and Andres Cabrera, Let's our own it. Red Viper. Don't look, I know you're also a Baelish. I don't yes. know. I don't know. What, I can't, I'm not going to put you in a corner of Red Viper. You're also our Baelish. You're also I'm, our Tywin. I'm Tywin. I'm you're, Robert, man. And I'm, I'm our Stannis. Not, I'm the Grey Wolf. And I'm our Jorah. And I'm, I'm our Davos. Wolf. You are the Young Wolf. Uh, we are back. Um, Great conversation, uh, Ace. Thanks for coming on. That's just why I love uh, bringing other voices on the show. It's not just me in a room. Um, but I want to catch up. So we've had some what-ifs that our fans have been calling in here, our listeners, our friends. And, and a lot of times because it's me right now, which a lot has to do with schedule and you, me, Rachel, and Lon all working hard in this town. Uh, don't worry. By the time uh, House of the Dragon is ready to go, we'll be back in the same room on a more regular basis. But some big what-ifs, and I want to get your takes. I want to know this what if that we've been playing with for a little bit of what if Ned Stark had told Catelyn the truth from the beginning of Jon Snow comes back from the war tells everyone else hey yeah sorry I fathered a kid I got a bastard but tells her hey look here's what really happened what do you think that would have done and again butterfly effect it's going to change a lot of things but what do you think some of the initial reactions do you think Catelyn at that time would have taken the information well that's a very fascinating question because, again, it goes into the mindset of Catelyn Stark and, mm. and where it, it, this whole idea of Game of Thrones, and a lot of it is the tradition of the North and yeah. the tradition of someone like Atully Stark. Mm. Right. Do I honor my husband by yeah. keeping this a secret, by keeping this a lie? Or do I honor my house, mm-hmm. my my oath to my kingdom, right. whatever it is that I want to say, and, and reveal the truth somehow to someone, yeah. you know, I have faith in, whether it would be her Mr. Lewitt or, so, or her family, sister, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone that she yeah, has yeah. faith in, um, to kind of reveal this mm. and do the right thing, yeah. which is eliminate the threat to Robert Baratheon. I, I, don't, know, I don't know whatever... Her right. oath would be what? What, what is her idea That's of great. Ned at this moment? Yeah. How does she perceive Ned? Because I know because it's a year in, right? You're right. It's a year in, so she might not be super pro Ned. Didn't want to marry him exactly. So that's, goes off to war, comes back with a kid, and now you're telling me it's your sister's. Yeah. It's your sister's kid. Okay. Yeah, it's tough because yeah, I I wouldn't know how to take that. And even in that society where Catelyn might feel she has to follow him, yeah, she is a very independent person and. Very proud Tully and very proud, like, I could see a lot of, you know, I think it's very understandable that even as the story plays out now that she's like, John's not my favorite. Um, That's part of what is appealing to me of Catelyn now, uh, probably more than when I first watched the show. But yeah, I still, I don't have the answer. I struggled through the answer, but it's a great question. And I think what you just said, loyalty to Ned, loyalty to maybe myself and my realm and my house. Am I still a Tully right now? Am I more Stark? Because I think when we find her, she's Stark over Tully. For sure. But back then? Back then, I don't know. 
know. It's it's an interesting question because again, you're right. Yeah. Maybe uh, who sh- who says that she believes him right away? Right. Like, is is that right, a right. reasonable story that to cover up his mistake or? Yeah. And I went to the, the hey, all right. So she believes she supports. John's raised a little different. John's raised with a little more love, support, maybe some public. He's still publicly a bastard and still has to deal with that. And, and all the stuff Tyrion would tell him might still be the same. But he might be a little less, I don't want to say brooding as it's a you know, bad, but he might be a little, feel a little more loved. And that might change what he goes into. Maybe he never goes to the Night's Watch. Sure. Maybe he never feels because that. of that motherly figure, yeah. right? Yeah. No, the, yeah. Ned let him go. I still think it has a lot to do with protecting him. Mm-hmm. But. He might not. He wanted to go, at least on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah. A, but a lot of it goes back to the whole what if scenario yeah. of wh- whatever kind of gangster show, whatever you want to name yeah. of like my dad killed someone or my dad kept a secret or my dad's right, a right. gangster. Or like if your brother or your mother comes in with like a body and says, help me bury the body. Do you right. go to the police or do you bury the body? And, right. I, and yeah. I'm always the guy who's like, I've asked this question to like <laughs> friends of mine and I'm always the one who's like, you know, who's, you know, who's car we taking that yeah. kind of like the town. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. What's his, what's the guy's name? In the, 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 oh, talking about Affleck's movie. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I'm that guy You're where I'm guy. just like, uh, where, you know, let's, gonna get, go let's get a shovel. That's good to know. That when Andres it comes to Cabrera family, is when it comes to family, because me family. and my family are like tight. this, like yeah. we're tight. Like for me, it's like, if my mom is like, I killed someone or I'm yeah. gonna be like, oh, I mean, they probably deserved it. <laughs> hey, so it's good. No, I'm, I'm filing away. I, I would keep it a secret, but yeah, yeah. would someone like Catelyn, would she kind of lean towards right. revealing that somehow by being like, you know what, Ned, the war kind of got to your head. You don't know yeah. what you're doing. This is a Targaryen. This is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. If it, 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 Cause I got to mention Ned would be like, here's why. And we got to keep him safe because Robert's a little upset at Targaryens right now. Uh, and this boy's, it's my blood and he's got to live, you know? And is she like, nah, cause a lot of people would be like, nah, I don't know. I don't know where her, I think you just posed, uh, 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 that's the big question where her loyalties lie. Yeah. How do you think it changes John? If it's accepted, if he grows up a little more loved, do you think it changes him at all? Yeah, I think it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Because again, it's, it's the maternal figure, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a motherly figure that he might've not had before. And, and, right. and that can change a person Yeah, yeah. by, by having that, figure in your household yeah it, it helps a lot i mean it still won't he still yeah. won't get what rob gets or yeah and I mean, again again the big question too is like does he know do they tell does her support might mean she treats him better better at dinner but doesn't necessarily mean he knows he's that's another sort of interesting what if right yeah. what if john knew the whole time yeah you know with different he, purpose you know when do you entrust that to to a child or a right. son do you yeah. say when he's old enough 16 17 do you, do you say when he's a kid? It's you know? it's it's making me think of my favorite part of Dogma, mm. where Alan Rickman tells the story of how he had to tell thirteen year old Jesus, "You're the son of God," <laughs> and we lost it for seventeen years. Mm. Yeah, do you tell John? And he's like, "I'm gonna go away for a little bit. Yeah. I'm really supposed to be the king." Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting and my dad's best friend killed my dad. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's great. Uh, other what if we're having fun with Gendry. All right. Uh, this has been going on here uh, for a little bit. Um, Eric Monroe, Mark from Mark Talk, putting the calls in here. Uh, the idea of what if Gendry didn't hide out uh, in King's Landing? And what if they sent him to the wall? 
Um, so around that time, I you're talking Davos when he sent him on the boat. When Davos sends him okay. to the south, maybe Davos sends him north and literally join the Night's Watch, be protected there, protect the realm. Uh, you know, trying to put the season and the timeline together, but but does he eventually d- d- runs into John, save John, be partner with John? Uh, and we get a lot more. And the genesis of this uh, this what if is, hey, we got the son of Robert and the quote unquote son of Ned. Do we, do we, did we want to see more of that in the show? It's it's interesting because then you can make the what if scenario if that's really the case. When did Stannis go up north? Right. End of season uh, four, right? Yeah. 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 So then he would have. Well, that, and that was the thing. Is, and so to him. <laughs> what, what I was talking about, too, is. Is does Melisandre, uh, and this is I think just on last week's episode, but um, does Melisandre turn? She's already turned her attention season five, right, or the end of season four again. Man, I'm overdue for a rewatch. Uh, she sees John and is like, "What do we have here?" Yeah. Um, and the questions I was posing to myself last week and trying to answer, and I'll throw to you here, is like. Did she really believe in Stannis the whole time? Did she make a mistake? She definitely made some. Did she use him to get to John? Did she know about John? Because she's, you know, she says there's clues of you know nothing, John Snow. Something's there. She's reading something. Is it a is is she adjusting on the fly or is it part of a plan? And then then if she's at the wall and Gendry's there, but John's there, does she give a crap about Gendry? Yeah, she, it, she might be like Stannis. Don't worry about him. In fact, raise him as your own. Doesn't matter. We need John. I need John. It's so. Shireen I mean, might this, not be burned. This might be the biggest question in in mm-hmm. all of Game of Thrones. The mm-hmm. whole Lord of Light, uh, yeah. situation. Did that even really get answered? I don't think we ever really got an answer. I will say it didn't in the show, and that's uh, one of maybe my lingering like. Yeah, uh, oh, like, I would have liked to see a little more of that. What the hell was the Lord of Light? Yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah, I know people tied to the Night King. They felt the Night King was maybe a little more pointless in the end. I still think he just wanted to watch the world melt and freeze and sure. burn, um, and that's good enough for me. But the Lord of Light stuff, because we speculated a lot going into season eight. Yeah, but and, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the Night King. You could say that's an easy one to kind of close the book on right? because he is just like, whatever, he's a Night King who wants to freeze the world. But Melisandre is a full-blown character. Totally. She's got thoughts and and ideas. One of my favorite endings in the show. Like you said, is it mistakes? Is it the Lord of Light making the mistakes? Is it the Lord of Light deceiving her? Is it the Lord of Light kind of playing? I never thought of the Lord of Light. What is he he really doing? Right. It's this idea of like, Sure, the Night King is a whatever character that doesn't yeah, yeah, speak. Yeah. But Melisandre is different because she's a full blown, like, she's got ideas. She makes very mistakes. Functional. She burns yeah. Shireen for crying out loud that I, I feel like everyone forgave her very quickly and didn't forgive Stannis. <laughs> and I was like, That's guys, true. can we please talk about how Melisandre burns Shireen and everyone's good enough to Stannis? <laughs> like, my God, I get it. Like, Stannis deserved to die, but so does Melisandre, man. I love that. Like, Davos I, is with you. But I, Davos I was team Davos, man. Yeah. Like, as soon as Davos was like, I'm going to kill that girl, I was like, yeah, Davos, kill her. Take her damn head, bro. She deserves And I love Melisandre. Die. I love Chris Van Houten. I think she's great. Like, she but burned that's a, great... a little girl at the stake. And, and, and Stannis, loud. you're right, Stannis paid for it. And Stannis, yeah. So that's the lesson and sure, of standing. you could say he deserved it, and sure he did. But Melisandre yeah. kept on kicking, and, and, and then and like she's got some powers. Shit, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Really? That's Are we so doing this that's right so now?" Like, so yeah, so I think to go back to the original question: If Gendry goes to the Wall, if he's there and is, is somewhat protected by the Night's Watch vows and the Night's Watch, what it still means, yeah. uh, even if there's less value in it, um, you know, Stannis shows up and he's like, "I guess he's not even really my bastard son anymore," or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or Robert, excuse me, not his, Robert's bastard son. Um, 
you know, like, uh, I think it'd be more protective. It'd be interesting. I, right. I, I obviously like where it went up, but I think it, it does spin off a lot of questions that goes yes. careening into Melisandre's arc. So I love that. I love that there. Hey, we got some more stuff here in Stannis. Let's get this call up for our friend. Uh, Eric Monroe calls in. Uh, he's a regular part of the show, and I love it to death. Uh, Eric's a great, insightful Game of Thrones fan. And uh, this one here is Stannis as hand, question mark? Hey, Ken Cashley Talks. I'm about a month away from my first official Game of Thrones rewatch uh, since we the series finale. And I'm very curious what I'm going to think of everything, knowing what the ending now is. Um, I'm, I'm curious if it's going to change my mind about anything. Um, we'll see. You know, I have a move going on, so we'll see how that affects things. But uh, my, my plan is to watch like a season a week. So it'll take me, you know, eight weeks to get through it. So I wanted to address something you brought up on the last show, and that, which was intriguing, and that is Renly as the king and Stannis as his hand. Now, I do part of me really does think the best course of action would have been for everyone just to join up with Renly, because I feel like would have they would definitely have taken the Lannisters down. But the problem is, I just can't see Stannis taking orders from Renly. I can't see him calling Renly your grace and Stannis knowing that that throne by right is his, because as we know, as much as I. Love them stannis could be stubborn so though that's my thoughts on that um what do you think uh, i love this area that's right we were talking about hey if they had just uh, teamed up there right what if they what if they uh, ate some peaches and were okay yeah uh i don't think stannis I, I i think if asked here's the thing about stannis if asked brother would you be my hand i hate you but okay <laughs> then he would have done it just like all right you asked me to hold storm's end robert i held storm's end uh i think he would have maybe agreed to it, but I think it was a tough sell. I uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Stannis was him on the throne, or right. or death. Like there him, was yeah, no yeah. other avenue to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was his by right. It is yeah. his by right. Ned Stark himself said it was his by he right. Uses that a lot. It, it is one of those things where he saw no other way. It, to me, this even goes. I even counter that question, and I say the opposite. Mm-hmm. What if Stannis was like, hey, man, you know, you got the bigger army. Let's join up. You'll be my hand right, to right. Renly. That, mm-hmm. to me, makes a little bit more sense. It um, does. It, and to me, this whole thing could have been solved by that. Yeah. And I know that Renly had this idea of him on the throne, but, you know, take take the, take the number two spot, man, and, and you could have easily defeated the Lannisters and taking over King's Landing. Oh, absolutely. And we, we, look, a lot lot is on uh, Stannis and his obsession with the throne and, and just why I love him, support him, and learn from him. It, 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 it destroys him in the end. Renly, not too far off. Renly gets talked into it by Loras, who's basically saying, look, secession doesn't mean Jack, because Robert took what he wanted. We'll support you. Take what you want because you're pretty good. People like you. And everything Loris is saying is right. Renly does. It's not like he believes the hype and it's false, but it's he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to get my piece of the pie. And that, in a way, cost him. That was his obsession if he had played ball in a different way, too. They're both equal. There's some stubbornness in that Baratheon. Yes, the Baratheons family. are the most stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> so I By think far. I think Renly would have been the same spot. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be your hand. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a fascinating question. I, I think yeah, Renly is one of the most overlooked characters in all of Game of Thrones. Which is why I love the show, what the show did with the, I felt it turned him into a little bit more of a of, of, of a functional character. Mm-hmm. Similar to Rob Stark. Rob's got obviously more, but mm-hmm. but Rob not being a POV character in the books. 
Uh, and that's not that's not a slight at, at George R. R. Martin. He's got so many characters. Not everyone not everyone can have the point of view. Uh, I thought Renly was. I, I really like Renly in the show. I did too, man. I, I still think one of the best moments in the entire show mm. is that duel between what is it the the hundred man tournament and whatever yeah. it was. Uh, and then the final one is Brienne versus Loris. Yeah. And, and it's when he's like, you know, name anything you want and it'll be done in my name. Yeah. And she's like, name me to your Kingsguard. Uh, and yeah. he's like, done. Rise. Brienne of Tarth, my Kingsguard. And I was like, that's an that's, incredible moment. Yeah. It's so cool. Perfect. And everyone's like, yo, he can do that. And it's like, yeah, he can he do can. that. Renly's kind of kind of cool. <laughs> and he would have been a good king. And he, he would have been, been a good kind of a good king. Would have been a good king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but that stubbornness got both of them there. Yeah. That's some what is we love it. Hey, we're almost out of here. This is a, a great episode of Casterly Talk. Good to have uh Andres Cabrera back. Um uh if you have a thought of what if you you know how to do it. You can call in here to anchor. You can reach out to both of us on Twitter use hashtag Casterly Talk. I don't know a timeline quite frankly for House of the Dragon. Um but we're going to start really ramping up to that. And you have, uh, you've read Fire and Blood too, right? I, I, yes. 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 Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So finally, because it finally. took me forever to read yeah. it, but I did. And it's, and it's, it's a little more dry, but it's, uh, it it's my favorite reading experience because I just love history books. And I just felt like this is a living, breathing history book. C- can I say yeah. one last thing too? Yeah, yeah. And I know I've said this probably every episode of Casterly Talk, mm-hmm. and I will continue to say this. You should. Probably till the day I die. Yeah. But can we please see, I don't care if it's an episode, man, of 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 one of the best parts. And I know this is something that yeah. you just said you didn't want. Mm. But I kind of want to see what we did see. Like you just said, you're a history guy, history and lore. Right. I, I feel like we can take an, an, an IP and pop culture history yeah. prequels. Okay. And prequels are always a fascinating conversation. Whether yeah. it's, I, I know you don't like the new Harry Potter's, the Fantastic Beasts, yeah, the, the crime. But I'm also not a huge Potter guy. You're not a Potter guy, but yeah, personally, I do like him, right, and right. I and I find it fascinating to to think, right, right, what is a young Dumbledore? You know, what does all this mean? Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and seeing, can we see a young Robert, a young a young Ned, Getting a it up young to that far? Tywin, can we see a little bit of Robert's rebellion, mm. whether it's an episode or two or something in some sort of spinoff fashion, It'd whether be, they want to put it in theaters for a day or yeah. whatever it is that HBO wants to do with it. It'd be, it's there again, talk about familiar. Uh, I wonder, you know, how, if, if house of the dragon was an anthology series in any way, shape or form, I don't think it's going to be. Yes. But if it was, and it was eight seasons covering eight different, eras and it ends with what's going to be in the second book going up to I, I then yeah I, I think it fits perfectly sure it's not that i don't want to see it either i felt we've seen it enough and like georgia martin says hey it's very well known it's it's all through the the yeah. the, the books but but again seeing things is cool to me too i i i don't I, I prequels is an interesting cool. conversation because i you know you know me and so i love solo i love yeah. seeing a young hun so i love answering getting questions answered and just seeing it at work um sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and and the name prequel not just in star wars but everything does get a bad rap people oh, that's unnecessary i didn't ask for this like, exactly okay but it's an interesting Prequels have that weird yeah cloud it's of... an interesting character study if done right i don't immediately retch at it sure uh, because it's history sure. i love it and i think it could be like a good opportunity for being like yeah Again, we just talked about HBO pitching things that are familiar. Yeah, yeah. very familiar. I could be like, look, that's young Ned, that's young yeah. Rob, that's young Tywin. This mm-hmm. is something you know. Yeah. Now experience it in this epic fashion. And and final note for me on that is they might have been against that, and George R. R. Martin might have been against that a long 
I time think George ago. is the one who's really against it. He's really against it. But yeah. you know, they might have been against it two, three, four years ago. Yeah. Now they might be just to your point of like, well, okay, maybe it'd be interesting. Yeah. See, but it could be, could go bad, could go great, and I'm always willing to take that chance. Speaking of great, Andres Cabrera is great, and you can follow him at Squad Leader Ace. Yeah, uh, you've got uh, the meaning of you talked about a lot today. You RB three and, and and Sabrina's new regular cast Sabrina's member, a new reg- regular reg- cast part member. Of the team. Yeah, That's shout out great. to Sabrina. So uh, check that out on uh, tell them where to find that one. Uh, yeah, you can find that on YouTube at First Cut and on the Meaning of on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere you can find a podcast. And find Ace with me and Emma Fife each week on Collider Jedi Council. As of this recording, Ace and I are wrapping up to go do our Mandalorian episode five review for Collider. Uh, it's been a great, uh, great run over there. We're going to keep building on uh, the new Collider Jedi Council. Uh, a lot of fun. Thank you, sir, for joining me over there. But you out there listening, go find us there. For me, just go to catnapsack.com. Find out information on live shows. It's going to be part of a live show December 22nd in town here in Burbank with the Black Series Rebels guys. Check that out for more information. That's it for this week. We're going to go ponder these big what-if questions in Game of Thrones. We'll see you next time. This was Casterly Talk. Mm-hmm.